professional education, a broad experience base across economic development, regeneration, housing property development and an X factor that makes things happen. Cabinet Member for Economy, Tourism, Leisure and Culture, Labour Councillor Paul Miller, said the new post would help the council get back in the game of promoting business opportunities in the county, despite apprehensions from local people at the remuneration being offered to the successful candidate. The three amigos were back on the road this weekend for their annual motorcycle charity toy run in aid of Withybush Hospital's children's ward. This is the 16th Christmas toy run undertaken by the motorcycle enthusiasts. Many dressed in fancy dress on Saturday, their journey starting at the Commons car park in Pembroke, before riding through Pembroke Dock, Nayland, Milford Haven and Haverford West Town Centres, until they arrived at the hospital's conference centre to hand over their gifts. Renowned artist and sculptor Dennis Curry celebrated his 100th birthday at Narbeth's Lee Davis Centre just days after the nation commemorated the centenary at the end of World War I last month, and County Council Chairman Aidan Brynn attended to pass on his congratulations. Mr Curry, who attends the day centre once a week, was born at the exact time and day the guns fell silent, and he has gone on to live a life that is varied and dramatic as the moment he was born. He himself has served his country in the Royal Engineers in North Africa and Monte Cassino. Older listeners may remember the human-powered wing, a variable geometry ornifeter, claimed to be the first such machine to initiate propulsion solely by means of wing movements, was constructed by Dennis and his creation featured in a 1975 broadcast by the BBC, after which he moved to the county a year later, which inspired his sculptures of birds in flight. Father Christmas will again be visiting Milford Haven tomorrow and our younger listeners can spot him as he will visit Waterson, Blackbridge, Marble Hall, Prideyville, Coombs Drive, Pill Lane and Trafalgar Road before heading to Haken, Hubberson and Herb Branston on Thursday. Santa's sleigh will be fitted with a tracker device so families can log on to see where he's reached. Detailed routes for each evening are available on the Milford Haven Roundtable page where updates will be posted each night from 6pm. In local sport, Hagen United veterans progressed to the semi-final of the Veterans Cup, securing a 5-3 victory on penalties after a 1-1 draw with visitors Ferndale on Sunday. Welsh international centre-back Nigel Delaney, Nigel Armstrong, Mike McCarthy and Paul Jones scored, allowing Matthew Price to ensure the Vikings' progress when his fifth penalty kick was emphatically placed in the corner of the net in a match refereed by Pembrokeshire's Paul Rooney. I'm Jonathan Twig, and you're up to date with all your Pembrokeshire news here on Pure West Radio. This is Pure West Radio for Pembrokeshire from Pembrokeshire. Hello. There we are. It's the West Files again. I know, and it just. So what happened last week? Oh, it went all right. Really? Is that it? <laughs> No, it was good. Is it that was, it? It was good. The great debate show. The mass debate show. The mass debate on radio show. On absolutely Pure West. Except, of course, the people that should have been in weren't in. Oh. Yes. Like, so there's no fighting then? Like no, the week, no, no, no. The desk all, survived then? The desk definitely survived. So who's on the next... Who, what's your next topic? I haven't got a clue yet. All right, we'll play the theme tune. Yeah, now. go for it. People are strange When you're a stranger Faces look ugly when you're alone Women seem wicked When you're unwanted Streets are uneven When you're down When you're strange Faces come out of the rain 
Jam-packed, ram-packed show tonight. We have, haven't we? With multiple guests. That is definitely. But our first guests have got to go early. <laughs> Might have to go early. So, Depends how much we lure them in. So should we introduce our first guest? I think it might be a good idea. The lady with the glowing hair. Yes. That, that's me, is it? That's yeah. you. Uh, I'm going to mic up. No, no, I'm going to. In a minute, in a minute. Oh, in a minute. Yeah. Okay. That's Cicely and Amelia. Yes. Okay. So, let's introduce our guests. Hi. Hi. Hello. Cicely, uh, your role at I'm the event manager at, at Have a Hub. Have a Hub. Yeah. And Amelia, you are the I am the musical director for Cicely's latest venture at Have a Hub. <laughs> oh. Right. How did they let you out tonight with the final rehearsal? Oh, we, uh, it's the joy of being the bosses, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> we, yeah, we, we just put a lot of pressure on everybody. We didn't let anybody <laughs> chat. <laughs> we, we were we were commanding and strict, and it was nope. You get on with it, and Stop. we've well, got to I go want in to know what, what Cicely's latest venture is. Yes, mm, that would be uh, the Christmas ghost story. I thought you were going to say event. that would be a secret. <laughs> <laughs> very She's not that mysterious. No, yeah, <laughs> not that mysterious. Uh, no, that's the Christmas ghost story events, which are happening on Thursday and Friday of this week. Excellent. The thirteenth and fourteenth. Um, yeah, it's um, some dramatic storytelling. Now, before we came on air, I was telling Ronnie. Uh, about you um, and about the Christmas ghost stories and Ronnie was going oh, I never knew that we told ghost stories at Christmas no I didn't yeah. no, it's true yeah, yeah and there is a, we do have a long history yeah, in this country it's a, yeah there's a rich tradition it's it's I mean Christmas we never used to really celebrate Christmas in the UK it was they did it in Germany for example mm-hmm. but Oh, well, if you want a mini history lesson. Yes, do. <laughs> um, we, we used to do Christmas a bit, and then there was Oliver Cromwell, who famously, boo, boo his boo, was a Puritan and wasn't into Christmas. He even banned Christmas carols. He was no fun. He was he no fun at all. Um, and so that kind of 
started the end of Christmas and then there was the Industrial Revolution and, and sort of by the time of sort of just before Queen Victoria, Christmas kind of wasn't really a thing. It was like people knew it was Christmas Day, but it was a working day for a lot of people. And then there was the Victorians who were German um, and Christmas <coughs> was a bigger thing in Germany. They had Christmas trees and some canny Victorian business people saw the opportunity to make some money and, and then we had Christmas trees and we had Christmas cards and then they um, they continued the, the tradition of sort of spooky stories when it was dark became Christmas ghost stories and we had... Um, What's it, Charles Dickens? I was going to say we can't we can't let the Europeans take all of the credit, no, can yeah. we? Because Dickens used to do an annual Christmas ghost story, yeah, including he... the famous Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get that in. Yeah. He it's one of his classic. One of his best films. Yeah, he, he wrote. It's really cynical. He wrote a Christmas Carol because his publisher told him it would sell out. Mm-hmm. Like he literally, and, and it did. You know, the first the first run of it that Christmas sold out. Uh, and that's literally why he wrote it, because he knew it would make money. And the actual fact, uh, I think I'm correct in saying that A Christmas Carol uh, was, wasn't was really um, uh, aimed at being a purely a spooky ghost story. It was actually a social commentary. Mm, totally. Because Dickens was a huge um, social reformer, mm-hmm. believer in social reform. And um, we have this idea of the rich exploiting Absolutely. the poor. And that famous great line, um, yeah. don't they have workhouses? Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> oh, Ebenezer Scrooge, what a character. He was, wasn't he? Um, but so, I mean, it's that fallen... was the Sim version was the best one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like um, ghost Stories at Christmas have kind of fallen out of favour as that more commercial version of Christmas mm-hmm. became popularised. Um, but, I mean, up until fairly recently, the BBC used to air on Christmas Eve, I think it was called... I told you. you. Told me, I can't yes. remember what it was called, Christmas, A Christmas Tale or something like that. Well, uh, there was different ones each year, wasn't there? But, yeah, and I mean... It was on but, Christmas night. Yeah, they, they um, very famously, they did mm. a, a Whistle and I'll Come to You, My Lad, which is a mm-hmm. terrifying story. I see. The, fe- the, the one I always remember, scared the bejesus out of me as a kid, was The Signalman. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I considered The Signalman for this. It's a, it's a little bit long for the event but um yeah so i um i just i thought it would be really fun it's actually it's partly amelia's fault i say accusingly <laughs> what have i done this time <laughs> <laughs> um we were working on a different project together and there's um I was going to call him your boyfriend, <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> He's not your boyfriend. I hope He's still alive, you know. I hope <laughs> Andrew, um, you're on a promise, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I hope Andrew's listening and my uh, fiance isn't. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, you're not on a promise, mate. No. Uh, and no. if you're both listening, she still loves you, whoever yeah. her fiance is. Because <laughs> Andrew. I hope his name's Andrew as well. <laughs> really confusing. And what have I done wrong? This well, time? I mean, it's well, not really your fault. Hang on, let, let's, just, I... let's just rewind it. Who's Andrew anyway? <laughs> So Andrew is our, he's our storyteller. He's, he was a professional actor and he has got the most beautiful storytelling voice. Oh, yeah. Hang on, I'm I'm thinking, Andrew, you might be on a promise. (laughs) The way you went, such a beautiful voice. You have to make the teller a curious tale. A little bit of a a promise. We do, we both love Andrew. And he's fully aware of this. Sorry, Andrew, we will stop talking about it now. We're going to have to. He's married, so (laughs) (laughs) there's going to be trouble. Um, Oh, dear. But he, yeah. In fact, you aired the... 
um, the play that we did, which was the... That started all of this. Yeah. Sort of. How we got to know each That's other, how, wasn't yeah. it? What's it called? Really? Uh, Tommy, the First World War soldier. The Remembrance Play. So you, as a station. Yeah, you, the station, aired it. Um, and Andrew is in that. So if anybody heard it, that's a sneak preview for you. Um, so is it a, a different set of tales or is it just, you know, one tale going all the way through, going into different ones? No, there are two, there are two different stories. I'm not going to tell you what they are. No. Mm. It's a secret. Yes. <laughs> um, so there are two different stories. Two very different they're stories. They're very different, yeah. So well, they have the same theme, but they're, they're mm. sort of almost clashing, aren't they? Mm. They have a very... Yeah, there's a wide spectrum within yeah. a topic, I feel. One, one is... Um, I love it when people are trying to tell you something, but they can't they tell can't you. They can't tell yeah. you, yeah. It's, it's tricky, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's because we want you to carry yeah. 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 We want you to pay £6 for a ticket. <laughs> we want people to go, <laughs> yes, that's why that's we want you to go. And it's such... I mean, I saw all the flyers around town um, good, weeks ago. Good, And yeah. the social media sign, I said, we've got to get them in on the show. Yeah. Got to. Well, thank you for having us. We're really grateful for the opportunity because, to come you know, and talk Christmas about it. Christmas is the time for ghost stories. And there's not yeah. something you... I mean, all right, you, you've started seeing the comeback now of, of places holding the Christmas carols. Mm. And, a bit more you know, trad. Different things like that. But it, it's not very often you see somewhere going... This is what we're doing. We're doing spooky Christmas. Yeah, well, you know, for an alternative way of putting it. Yeah, well, that's it. I, I, I was a bit worried, to be honest with you. Looking as I do, I realise I'm on the radio, so not everyone understands that. Mm. But al- alternative, shall we say? I was a bit worried that as people. As an old punk rocker, <laughs> not a problem. <laughs> well, I was worried that people would sort of see me talking about ghost stories at Christmas and think like just like a, a weirdo goth Christmas. Mm. And I've been really pleased by the response of people going, oh, no, yeah, no, you're right, it is. It's actually super traditional. Mm. And See, that's the thing I didn't know about. Yeah. You know, and to me, it was kind of like, well, hang on, Christmas has gone past Halloween. You don't tell yeah. ghost stories at Christmas. But obviously, you know, the proof Well, is Halloween is, has usurped a lot of the sort of ghost side the, of Christmas. Yeah, the, yeah. the horror. I mean, because it makes, it makes sense in terms of, like... The ending of the year, that you know, mm. this was this was the time closest well, much more, to death. Much more sense. Um, it's, it's it's cold. It's, it's dark. like the sort of myth of Stonehenge and the mm. fact that it's a midsummer solstice aligned yeah. uh, monument, which just isn't. It's a midwinter aligned midwinter for sure. because that was the only time of year when they couldn't when they could leave the fields, leave the animals, yeah. Mm. Yeah. and have a few minutes of social time yeah. with the family. But I um, mean, it's time for some music and. I was going to dead. I was well. I was watching the news today, and I was mm. watching Saint Teresa screwing it up. Mm, yeah. And I thought to myself, what what would be an appropriate Brexit tune? Have you found one? Oh yes, and, can't wait. And me old punk goth mate oh, across the no. table <gasps> might appreciate this too. <laughs>
Dedicated to the Conservative government. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> you, do you know? No, I don't. They make a shambles that. look like it's well organised. Yeah, you did say that earlier. Did I? Yeah, and yeah. I just had to laugh. It does, doesn't it? But it's true. Yeah. Anyway, good and organised. I'm sorry, ladies. No, no, yeah, yeah, sorry. We were actually talking while off air, <coughs> as so often happens. It's like, as you were saying, you know, the winter months mm. and people coming in off the land, having that time with the families. But, as I say, with me growing up, it just seems rather strange because mm. I never actually had that. Was it a, a done thing? You know, I mean, bearing in mind I was born in the 60s. I, I oh, mean... Bless. I know I'm not. <laughs> or a young woman. I, I think less and less, you know, because the Victorian style of Christmas really took over. And so it was much more about being happy and being, and I don't know, in, in that baby, yeah. in that baby what was born. Yeah, in a <laughs> yeah. But that's, you know, it, it, the, yeah. the, the, the meaning of the end of the year really changed, I think. 
Um, I, I know I, I know some families who have done it. Um, my, my friend Hugh, his parents, uh, but is, they're quite is trad. Is it that's coming back or is it something that died out and slowly has started coming back? Oh, I, c- I couldn't tell you if it was coming back. I know, for example, obviously... I thought I would do this. Yeah, I hope it's coming. I, back. I mean, it's a fun tradition. Well, both BBC and one of the, I think Channel Four have got Christmas ghost stories this year. Have they got them this year? Yeah. See, because I, I know there's a there's and a BBC, BBC did it last year as well. Oh, did so they? I think there is a resurrection of the it. Christmas ghost stories. Uh, well, and I know, for example, as I, it's on the sixteenth, it's just it just happens. I didn't know about it when I you know organized this but there's a screening of a whistle and I'll come to you, my lad, in on Panath Pier in Cardiff. Um, but two days after this event because I think people are sort of aware and perhaps, you know, as there's a bit of a shift in attitude and a lot of people are kind of feeling like maybe we don't need to be quite so capitalist and like kind of a less focus on... Yeah, a big commercial Christmas where you're spending a lot of money. Maybe this is kind of like a fun... Maybe we've got something to to thank austerity for. (laughs) So is is there a big cast to the event? I mean, what's your... You know, how have you had to cope we, with everybody? Ah, let me think. We have four singers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a wonderful storyteller. There's Owain. There's <laughs> lovely Owain. Um, and there's us, I guess. And there's us. So four, five, six, eight, eight of us. Eight of us. So how long is it on for? Uh, let's see. Doors are at seven. The event starts at 7.30. And we're probably done by about 10. Is it something that the children can go to no. the family thing, or is it no. uh, is it an adult thing? I would say twelve plus. Because this was yeah. I was going to say this was something I was looking at because I haven't seen the flyers, unlike you, darling. It does say twelve plus but, on the flyers. Yeah, as I say, yeah. I haven't seen it, so it is then for twelve and over. Yeah. yeah, and there's something that I thought about when we were discussing it because we of course thought about who we wanted to Ooh. sort of reach out to, have to when you're yeah. organising an event. Um, and I sort of wondered about some of those older students, those college and those mm. that might be studying literature, might be studying history, or might just yeah. be a little bit untraditional, or so they think themselves. Yeah. And being, but definitely twelve plus. Yeah, definitely. Aiming, yeah. Um, so young people, yeah. by all means, but the content certainly of one of the pieces is. Um, I mean, it's not like really grim no one's going to leave shaking in their boots oh. but it's not it's not something that and you necessarily going to help with the mood of that yeah, as well. yeah that the, the, the mood of the whole evening I think well I hope people will leave feeling sort of Christmassy but also sort of slightly unsettled <laughs> <laughs> sounds good to me so where, where can people get tickets from uh, you can buy tickets online um, the links are all on our social media mm-hmm. or you can buy tickets on the door uh, you could have bought tickets from me, but that was last weekend, and I obviously this weekend is after. <laughs> so, oh. and what are the ticket prices? It is six pounds. That includes mulled wine, a glass of mulled wine, and a mince pie. The inev- see, there is always see, a mince oh, pie. Invariably, there's always a mince yeah. pie. I don't like mince pies. You know, I don't I tell like, you what, like them. on the subject of mince pies. I, I stick horrid. with the oldie. 
the only 24p mint pies are supposedly the, the ones that are keep winning all the awards. Yeah. Yeah. They beat, there was a thing, they beat the M&S ones as Did well. Did they? Yeah, the luxury ones from yeah. M&S. Right, off to Aldi. Well, that's worth knowing for those of us that like it Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think mince pies are horrible though. I'm not keen. They're they're obli- the I tend to gorge this time of year because they're, they're only available. They're like, they're like, True. Sort of like cream eggs, aren't they? Yeah. You can't eat a mince pie in the spring, it's just wrong. But why can you eat hot cross buns all year round then? Because that's an interesting nice. question. <laughs> oh, right. Um, can we Google that one? <laughs> Seriously, little hot cross buns all year round. The German. That's beside the point. They're trying to start another trend. And why is it when I They're went to Poundstretcher and found Easter egg cakes? Ah, I can answer that. They're last year's. Yeah. <laughs> Pound, it's Poundland. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's in Poundland, because they're last They're the leftovers from last Easter. That's why they're on the top shelf. Yeah. <laughs> Well, only fluffy Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah, green it's fluff. The, the wrong kind of fluff. <laughs> <laughs> You've got this lovely green fluff on them. Oh, sure. Anyway, so, because yeah, anyway. um, our guests have got to go, so we have to be... Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're not... We have to be sensitive we're, to we're not, like, Yeah, we're not super pressed for time. Oh, okay. But, I mean, if you want to get rid of us, no, no, I no, won't no, take it no, personally. No. But I'm going to play you a Christmassy song. Super. Because oh, we've got yeah. to do some rearranging of the furniture shortly. Again. So, uh, yeah, yes, again, because we always have, we to have a bigger studio. <laughs> I think we're, we're going to need, need it. One. We're going to need one. We should have brought the entire. How many are in the band for the. We're, we're, the whole cast is eight. We should have brought the whole cast in. That would have been Everybody's awesome. sitting on everybody else's knees. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. They could have done their own one in here. Next event. We'll, we'll do, next thing we do, when yeah. this one is a when roaring success, yeah, well, we'll bring okay. them all in. I'm at Christmas Eve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're sure to guess some questions. Yeah, we've all got guests. Anyway, let's have some Christmassy music. Lovely. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen But do you recall The most famous reindeer of all Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer Had a very shiny nose And if you ever saw it you would even say it glows All of the other reindeer Used to laugh and call him names They never let poor Rudolph Join in any reindeer games Then one foggy Christmas Eve Santa came to say Rudolph with your nose so bright won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved him As they shouted out with glee Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer you go down in history
reindeer had a very shiny nose and if you ever saw it you would even say it glows all of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names they never let poor rudolph join in any reindeer games then one foggy christmas eve Santa came to say Rudolph with your nose so bright won't you guide my sleigh tonight then how the reindeer loved him as they shouted out with glee Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer you go down in history Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer or as they say in Germany Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. They just say it in German. That's the only difference. <laughs> and uh, you're going to stay with us then, Cicely and Amelia, for a I little can, while. Yeah, I can stop for a little while. For a bit. Can, I don't know if you can hear me now. I'm miles away from the mic. Uh, yes, it's I think so. Me. I've got such a big, loud voice. Give, give us a test then. Testing one, two, three, four, five. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, the lights are flashing, oh, so that's stuff. good enough for me. <coughs> now, Just um, after, after all the furniture shuffling, we uh, we come to our other guest. Uh, I'm, I'm going to sort of, I was going to let him introduce himself, but I'm not. Because I'm, I'm actually <laughs> going to read his own bio that he wrote. <laughs> oh, I didn't write it, the publisher wrote it. Really? Yeah, kind of. Oh, you've already you've sort of introduced yourself now, anyway. <laughs> um, but anyway, our, our second guest is Gavin Lee Davis. And it is described... <coughs> Possibly in his own words, possibly in the words of a publisher, but certainly in the words of his own book. Yes. is an author who leads the reader through a gripping account of his own personal haunting, which, I'll see what you mean now, which I found to be interesting. Through his experience, he has gained an unusual insight into what can happen to a normal person when they happen across the paranormal. I am, of course, referring to Gavin Lee Davis. Latest Pembrokeshire news. Thank you. The Where was that? Who wrote that? Let's scroll back to find out where we should be. And uh, well, anyway, our guest tonight is Kevin Lee Davis, the author of the horror, the haunted horror of Hammerfield West. And at the moment, he seems to be. Yeah. Um, sorry. Kevin. No, not at all. No, these things happen. It's nothing to do with the book. The birth will not, will not destroy your life. Yes, this means you take back what all you said before. Like how much you wanted. Right. Is there something to do with that Victorian girl in the corner? See, there's, there's this weird thing that with the bent face and it does these really weird things now have you any idea where we are on this computer at the moment well it reckons we're there yeah, but where's there because if you look the time's right but which day of the week is this are we live <laughs> <laughs> who knows who knows what the computer text is? us on PWR 
60777 and just let us, us know. If you can hear our voices, call the police. We're trapped in a room in the dark. Help us. Whilst I go and quietly panic. Don't panic, it's fine, it's fine. Try and figure out what the heck the ghost has done to the machine. Would I'm gonna I'm going to ask Me. Yeah, Ronaldo. Ronaldo to do what? Then I can focus on this computer and find out if I can exercise it. Do you have that? I'll have no. some. Not at all. Don't, no, don't you worry don't about know, it. You I'm, I don't like think I wrote that. Was that the, the was that Fred Bat's comment? Was it? I, or I can't remember who said that. I used. Are you Santa? That's no, not anymore. Not anymore. Not since the operation. Right, we're talking about the book. Your new oh, book. Yes. That. Your new book. <laughs> <laughs> In amongst all the madness. I like it. It's chaos, and yes. I kind of that that follows wherever I go unintentionally. Do you? It's called the haunted. Horror of Hanford West. Correct, yes. What's different about it? To uh, your it's in our books? studio now. Apart from the yeah. obvious, you just concentrate on panicking. <laughs> 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 My first book I brought out in 2013. It was it was a self-published catharsisism because of ex- events I had experienced. And the book was it was one of those books where it, it was based on my own experiences, but it was kind of kind of there to let people decide. Was it a haunting or was it haunting perceived by people going through tremendous amounts of stress and depression and all the negative mental maladies that, that, that affect people when things are going wrong in their life? So I wrote that. I was very satisfied to help with my own issues. I'd, I would, I'd been an alcoholic and I'd had a nervous breakdown and um, very much, very candid and detailed in the first part of the book was... Um, I, I made no, uh, my own attempt on my life and that was because of where I was and... The book is also there to just remind people that we live in a new age now where people can talk about their mental health issues and I want to be an advocate for mental health and support people through that because I, I don't know what happened to me that night and I'm so blessed to be here now and kind of is a wake-up call for me. So part of that process of working out my, my, my depression and my suicidal tendencies was to write about some of the triggers and one of those was this house I'd lived in and there was a perceived haunting. Now people say, well, how can you say perceived? Well... It was how I perceived it and the people around me, not to say that was real or not, because we don't know, because I can't tell you how the dinosaurs died, I can't tell you what happened at Roswell, I can't tell you if we landed on the moon, but I know something very peculiar happened to me. But not trying to sit on a fence, (coughs) I was quite happy to accept the fact that maybe there was lots of rational forces around that. And one of those explanations was Hanford West was using a mobile phone communications tower called Tetra, and that was a Cold War weapon that was created to cause disharmony and demoralise enemy troops. And we were using that in the centre of Hanford West. And there was all this big fuss about we need to move it. So if you think about the events that happened to me in 2003, I wrote the book 10 years later, and the emergence of this tower then you can easily rationalise how it was. I'm not, if you're, if you're a believer out there, I'm not trying to say what you believe in is wrong, and if you're sceptical, I'm, I'm not yeah. trying to pander to you yes, either. This is your, your interpretation. Yeah, it's my interpretation. So I wrote it, profoundly dyslexic, just a guy from Merlin's Bridge, self-educated. Um, you know, I, I studied haunt into 19th century literature, and, uh, you know, I've always, you know, the, the ladies earlier, amazing, amazing event they've got tomorrow night. I'll definitely be there for that. Yes, Thursday, yeah. sorry, Thursday sorry, sorry, I don't even know where I am. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'll be there Thursday. And, um, you know, the tradition of my family was telling ghost stories at the Christmas table. So I, I think it's going to be an amazing event. It's going to be absolutely great. So 
for a long time, I was very comfortable that my event was a mixture of weird goings-on coupled with a weird mast operating in, in the area and psychological, you know, plunging into the abyss. Yeah. So the book went on and sold 60,000 copies and this whole global phenomenon came around it and I created the paranormalchronicles.com and, you know, my whole life just went off in a different direction. And in A Most Haunted House, which is included in Haunted Horror of Halford West, if you haven't read A Most Haunted House, don't worry, because it's in this book as a brand new edit. They actually got an editor to fix my horrendous dyslexia. I, I read that, the, the Haunted House Horror one. So did I. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Um, I, I found it quite interesting, I'll be honest. Um, which is why when I'm reading Haunted Horror Halford West and the first thing I see is this house... Is it the same one or is it different? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I misunderstood the question. I must apologise. Uh, this is about my 13th interview in about seven days and I've had about <laughs> four hours sleep. But this is the best one. Do you know why it's the best one? Not only because it's Steve Parsons and you, but this is an and actual... The and, and the ghost. ghost the ghost, a little Victorian girl. Ghost here you the are. Aren't the you? ghost in the machine. Why this is the best one no. is because I'm actually in a radio station a Pembrokeshire radio station in Pembrokeshire. And that's nice, isn't it? Isn't that lovely? What a novel idea to actually be in a Pembrokeshire radio Talking station. Talking about a novel. Talking about a novel <laughs> that I wrote about Halford West. I like the synchronicities of life. But um, so Have you always been interested in the paranormal? Is it something yeah. that you've always had? Yeah, but not not to the extent that it, my journey would take me on. Uh, my father's in the RAF, and we used to live in a mill. We used to travel. Uh, we travelled from camp to camp, and we lived in a mill in Bybury. I think it was Oxfordshire, Gloucestershire, something like that. And it was an old uh, re- uh, renovated mill. And I was only four, and I had imaginary friend, and I used to say he had a top hat. Listen, ima- children's imaginary friends are the most terrifying phenomenon. But this one was all right. You know, I've heard of a lot worse. And this one was cool. He was in a top hat, and he smoked a pipe, and he wore a waistcoat, and he's a really nice gentleman. I used to have <laughs> chats with him. Because you know, you're oblivious, aren't you? You know, yeah. we, we're brought into a world of suggestibility, Father, Christmas, God, uh, heaven, Tafiri, Easter Bunny. You know, and it's even more now because kids got like Harry Potter and all this That's, kind of it's stuff. Extended right? now, it's extended. So, yeah. so I didn't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that until my parents and their friends saw a Victorian gentleman materialise in a corner smoking a pipe and then he oh, vanished. Ah. And then they looked into it and they were like, oh, I used to be a gambler and he lost a mill. And you know, it was always like some kind of tragic history. So I was always interested in that. And I went to St. Mark's School in Merlin's Bridge. And one day, like, we, we'd been taught, you know, reading Roald Dahl and all these good books. And the teacher just read us a book uh, by Clive Harold called The Uninvited, which is a terrifying tale about the Coombs family in Broadhaven being uh, profoundly attacked by aliens. I don't know if you remember... I, I, yeah, I absolutely do know the story well and have met many of the uh, protagonists of uh, that particular tale. And what's interesting for me was... Um, the wife had Pauline. another had a had, had a previous experience that had been reported in the Western Telegraph as well over at Penna when the family lived in a caravan park in Penna. Yes, uh, where she claimed to have seen the face of Jesus yes. appearing in the caravan window. I remember reading about it in the paper. It was very surreal because you had things like disembodied hands burning the kids, orbs chasing them down the road, you had the cattle moving from their farm mm-hmm. to lower lower Freytrop farm or whatever it was. So I'm like nine years old and the teacher's like, all right, gather around, we're going to read this book. It's called The Uninvited. It's going to scare you. 
<laughs> I'm preparing you. Yeah, I'm preparing you for the harsh life ahead. It's horrible out there. Read this, right? And we read it, and I went I home. Keep cows. Yeah, I was terrified. I'm worried. My granddaughter's in St Mark's. <laughs> Beautiful school, by the way. It was a one-off, and I'm sure that teacher. You know, I'm 43, so you know that teacher's probably not even alive. And if she is, uh, you know, sue me. A lot of other people have tried. So carry yeah. on. So. Um, so I went home and I was really, really upset and I was crying and I said to my dad, like, you know, Miss told us, and he said, like, have you ever seen a ghost? My dad's a, he's, he's an ex-military guy and he's very, very rational. But he, he said something which I think was very wise. He said, have you ever seen a ghost? And I said, I think so, and I was a little boy. And he said, yeah, did that, did that hurt you? I was like, no, he's my friend. He said, see, there's nothing to worry about. He said, have, we ever, have you seen a UFO? And we had in Clay Lanes and it, and it terrified us. We actually ran home and he said... That didn't hurt us. So I said, yeah, but you were scared and we ran home. He's like, yeah, I wasn't scared. I was just in a rush to get home. And I was like, no, we ran that. <laughs> we, were, we were terrified. And uh, the point was, he just said, look, if there is more to this world, what an exciting place it is. And he gives you the first lesson mm. in life. It's mm. the living that will hurt you, not the dead. Yeah. Unless it's like at the Enfield poltergeist or something like that. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, so that kind of began my journey. And I kind of dipped in and out. And I wanted to start a local paranormal group and that kind of didn't work out for me. Kind of it, someone took it from me and then I kind of got it back. But in, in amongst all of that, um, I wrote a book, A Most Haunted House. And the sole purpose of A Most Haunted House was just part of my therapy to understand why I'd had a nervous breakdown and why I was an alcoholic and all those kind of things. I would like to try um, <laughs> to exercise the demons in the computer and uh, you asked for a song earlier yes you know, maybe that's what broke it it may have been because that was the last thing I did before it well no it was a good few minutes before it decided to break but mm. let's it is see, a good song let's see if I press this button mm. will this play the song that Gavin requested which should be the Pixies Where Is My Mind yeah great song should be let's see what happens hold your I just like tight. a demon just laughing yes. at us. <laughs> Hold tight. This could be a bumpy ride. <laughs> Stop.
Do you know what? We might just have, have uh, exercised a go. Sorry, Gavin. I we, not at all. My tears are falling because you've taken her away. Because and as though it really, really hurts me so. There's something that I've got to no, say. No, you haven't seen. You spoke so soon, man. Take good care of my... The Victorian girl is saying, Steve, you're I never getting rid of me. She's saying, Mary loves dick. <laughs> Not with that sort of Scouse accent. She didn't say, Mary loves dick. I should know from the... I'm originally from that area, so Mary. I talk like Derek. Mary, Mary loves dick. Yeah. You'll have to teach me after the show. It's more of a dick. Can we all try it? Start with Steve. We'll go round around. You start, Steve. Well, it's easy for me to do. Do you want me to do it in a John Lennon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mary loves dick. Ronnie? Do you Ronnie? want to try it? Ronnie? Mary loves dick. Oh. oh it's uh, Mary loves dick. Oh, no, no. I'm not even taking it at all. Never. Go on, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Mary loves dick. I can't do it, but yours, yeah. I think, well, I think uh, yours I, is really I, good. I, I'm from Merseyside if I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> How to show? What a different show yeah. to what I imagined. This is amazing. Thank you very much for playing the. It's Pixies. a different show than I imagined. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite band ever. Here going with the flow and That's the best way, isn't yeah. it? You know, if you're over prepared, yeah. things I go wrong. Oh look, it's eleven o'clock. <laughs> Come to the computer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Monday nights. Uh, we we notice this. What about? Oh, it's Every been doing Monday. it for the longest time, Every hasn't it? Monday. The computer, which which we call God, uh, runs the show, <laughs> and we, we're just its minions and its slaves, and yes. we just interject and put guests on. <laughs> and it normally skips a song or two, or just starts randomly playing a song. Yeah. But tonight <coughs> was truly spectacular. Yeah, it really excelled itself tonight. I didn't even notice it till it. Did. I did. Yeah, I looked up and, then and I it looked was up like, and saw "Hang on a minute, it's not quarter past ten, and why is why is it just?" And it's just gone through the news and we haven't got that far yet. <laughs> are you gifted? Do you have like abilities? I don't have anything like that. Are you like no, any I of you? Maybe one of you are. I just to be able to see the colours on I the screen. <laughs> I think my kid is. Mm. Yeah. I, but then I think, I think, oh, sorry, too far from the mic. I think, uh, I think it's a thing about children. It's interesting. I, I would identify myself as a sceptic, really. Yeah. I sort of think mostly it can all be explained. But... Um, so it's little bits. Well, little bits, and I, when when my very little sisters were small, I we I grew up in uh, Haverford West, but in uh, uh, a house on North Street that used to be the plague house. Yeah. When the plague was in Haverford West, loads of people have died in my parents' house, and um, they know. <laughs> <laughs> Just from your cooking. Are they aware of this? Yeah. When, Recently, <coughs> when my little sister was small, she said to my mum one day. Mummy, who's the lady in the white dress on the stairs? And mm. um, my parents were obviously like, Ooh, no, we have to move. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's been sort of things like that. And my daughter, who is three, has um, told me about her friends in, in our house. I mean, I've never felt uncomfortable or anything like that, but she definitely thinks there's something there that she's talking to. And it is a little bit difficult to disagree with a three-year-old who's vehemently saying 
no, yeah, the, you know, there's the lady and she comes and she talks to me. <laughs> Possibly in 500 years or a 1,000 years, our ancestors will look back at us and say, oh, they thought ghosts were spir- spirits and all, mm. but it was this, A, insert quantum physics theory yeah. here. <laughs> and what they were actually seeing was like a, a time slip or dimensional being. Yeah. You know, everyone just take it for granted. Because when you think about it, you know, in the West, we have a, a culture, a tradition of ghost stories, as mm. we we're talking about with mm. your amazing event on Thursday night. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right here in Pembrokeshire, like this radio station. <laughs> and, and um, you know, our, our, our Bible and a lot of our religions are based, and our mythology is based on like very extraordinary, extraordinary events and mm. paranormal things, you know, in the Bible. Not here to offend anyone, but there was a, you know, there's a Liathan and a Behemoth, and mm. there's even a unicorn in the Bible, and all these incredible mysteries. And, you know, some people get really upset because we're not really supposed to believe in that. It was questionable to believe mm. in it. And I keep saying, and it's kind of like an out for me, that there's not a person alive that understands the intricacies of time, space, the human mind and the universe, that we actually know what everything is. Exactly. But if you go to, say, like Japan or Southeast Asia, mm. it's readily accepted that your spirits and mm. your ancestors are w- living with you all the time. Which, I mean, what a, what a nice thought. that Not with some of the stuff I've been doing. I don't want to <laughs> I don't wanna watch it now. I was going to say, I'm, um, <laughs> I was uh, several years ago investigating a house in Liverpool I lived uh, in Liverpool for ages. Where, where to? I can only apologise. Somebody had to. This was in Toxteth. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I know Toxteth pretty and, well. Um, there was things happening, and there was a psychic involved, and the psychic was saying, "Well, it's it's your grandmother to this fourteen-year-old boy, and um, she's here to look after you and to watch over you and to to keep an eye on you." And the little boy went about his business and we were collecting some some of the cameras and bringing everything back down and the little boy came out of the bathroom and he stopped me on the side and said the, the lady downstairs could it be my gran I said well you know I don't know the answer to that mm-hmm. question she says that it's your grandmother but no I mean can she see everything I said no, well no not everything <laughs> <laughs> there are times when she'll, she won't mm. be around and she'll well how do I know whether she's there or not Said she'll know when to be there. Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh, that's, that's nice. Steve. Oh, oh it's I would have thought you would have said no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I omitted that part of the story. Yeah. yeah well. Talking of yeah, which, well, I might think you've got a heart on you. <laughs> talking of which, before I forget, before I forget, and while the ladies are here, and in case we get a glitch, I've got. A, a gift for all your... All I was going to say, don't you have a giveaway? Yeah, I've got a giveaway for all your listeners, okay? But you've only got till Friday, okay? Is that enough time for you? Plenty. Plenty of time, right? If anybody out there... I wrote a book, okay? Let's just say I wrote a book. It's one of the most controversial books of 2014. I got loads of death threats, okay? And it was called Ghost Sex, The Violation. And it's about a lady in Pembroke Dock who claims to have been violated sexually well. by in the library really how could they have that filth in there and uh, well, they have. 
it was it was uh, it, I was terribly unprepared for that and I sat with a very very nice lady um, I shown Steve some some pictures earlier which sounds really dodgy to begin with but we were <laughs> dodgy pictures, pictures actually they were really dodgy pictures which I can't publicise because of you know just the Facebook lady. page but you know the mother had this uh, experience that she claimed she was being sexually assaulted by two spirits one of them possibly an incubus is it incubus is the, the man the male yeah, incubus and the female one is the succubus. succubus. Um, Easy to remember. Yes, <laughs> in definitely. Yeah. And uh, anyway. I wrote, I brought in a psychologist, and we looked it at it, and it was told in air words, and a lot of people got really upset because it's really graphic. And that's what I'll do when I interview you. I want you to tell it in your words, and I will ask you the same question over and over again until we get a story that we can put together that has got a chronological narrative. I take all my questioning out so you've just got the story and I try and interview anyone else who's who's involved so that went out uh, people drew comparisons to Doris Biver case from San Francisco which was the entity starring the beautiful uh -huh. Barbara Hirsch in the 80s very brutal film and uh, this this book is really graphic it's brutal it's not erotic and it will scare the life out of you and anybody wants a free copy I will send you an email PDF version of Ghost Sex V Violation by JL Davis. Um, you can judge for yourself how controversial it is. Email me at paranormalchronicles at aol.com. That's paranormalchronicles at aol.com. Or just get in touch with me on Facebook. If you're really stuck, just get in touch with Steve. Uh, here at Pure uh, West Radio, the X Files. I uh, the X Files. The <laughs> West Files. I love the X Files. The West Files. I had a mini stroke last year. I don't know where I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trapped in a room. And uh, if anybody wants to read that and you're interested, I am more than happy to give it to you by free. But you have till midnight on Friday and I will email it to you at my earliest convenience. So email uh, me at paranormalchronicles at aol.com or get in touch with the Paranormal Chronicles on Facebook and I will send you one. Because you were saying yourself you want some ghost stuff to read. Were you, were you planning on reading that? Well, I, I didn't know about that until you mentioned it. But yes, definitely would be interested like in having a... Fifty Shades. Yes, <laughs> Please tell me it's better written than Fifty Shades. Oh, no, I can't tell you that. <laughs> it's more lurid than Fifty Shades. It's more lurid. I, I suspect really? it'll be better written than Fifty Shades. but it's not erotic. I'm I don't think it is. Like, Amazon... Um, there's no fairy handcuffs in it. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's good. horrible. It's horrible. It really depressed me. I keep... I was saying to Steve outside... Wasn't there also a guy who claimed to have been attacked by a succubus in a lorry park on the A40? I remember that day vividly. I was chop I've got two phones, right? I'm not like Walter White. I'm not a drug dealer, but I have two phones. I have a phone for my life and a phone for business. Probably one like for business, one, one for, for business, right? I don't think I got it. Exactly like Walter White. Exactly like a drug dealer. You can't get away from that. If anybody needs some snow for Christmas, get in touch, right? <laughs> so, yeah. And, um,. I get a phone call. I mean, I'm, I'm chopping onions for a Sunday dinner and I get a call come through on this phone. Okay, I wish I had the article in front of me because I'd do it in the voice. And I don't want to mock anybody, all right, but I was convinced that one of my friends had put this guy up to it. <laughs> and he said, oh, I'm very upset because the other day I was driving back from a date in Swansea and there was this beautiful young woman by the side of the road, so I picked her up. And we had sex, and she turned into a, a horrible old hag, and she raped me by the side of the road, and oh she dear. was crying and everything. And I was like, okay. So I just said, can I publish this? He said, yeah, go on then. 
and he was terrified and he was crying on the phone so I published it and probably one of my one of the problems at the very beginning of Paranormal Chronicles was I wasn't sure how to edit what mm. was appropriate and not and I got some criticism for that and I take accountability for that you know someone else's fault for mine and uh, bad Welsh accents and remember one we had and um, yeah Welsh and Jamaican from, from did yeah. even well, oh, you know, Jamaican slips into, into Mumbai into Mumbai <laughs> 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 it, it was from Milford Haven this poor well, chap close to Mumbai <laughs> <laughs> so I published it on the Paranormal Chronicles the now in Mumbai okay. yeah, well, I'm sorry we do not wish to upset anyone in Mumbai come <coughs> about, you know, email me, I'll give you a copy of the book. It's actually in the book. You blow all the meters through the red. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, he actually, uh, just die. it's actually, that story is actually in Ghost Sex Violation because yeah. I, I'd, I'd come in under the wordage and I thought I'll just put a load of the other stories in as well to see what people make of those. As I said, I'm not here to tell you what is right or wrong. I'm just going to present it to you and if I can present some rational explanations along the way, I will. So, I've published it in on the paranormal chronicles and then it got picked up by the western telegraph and then it got picked up by the Wales online then it was in the mirror and then suddenly you google it and it Mm. was in like india times it was in la it was everywhere and then it gone viral viral. and then (laughs) it made the top 10 like it was like a joke thing that uh, one of the newspapers 10 things Wales are renowned for was roadside ghost attack so I apologise to everyone about that but if you do want to visit the car park outside Narbeth I believe on the St Clairs to Narbeth Road yeah it's the left hand side yeah yeah. Pen Blue and Roundabout Pen Blue and Roundabout if you pick up a young (laughs) 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 you know what I mean I'm hoping the the computer say we have the noise coming up in 15 seconds so we'll be back after the news with more ghost sex more haunted horror houses of Haverford West and more from Haver Hub. Now, fingers crossed, it's the news. Pure West Radio. See the action live from our studios in Haverford West at purewestradio.com and on our Facebook page. From St. David's to St. Florence. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. With your latest Pembrokeshire news, I'm Jonathan Twig. The Majesty's Inspector of Constabulary found there was an estimated failure to properly record more than 3,300 reported crimes every year since 2014 in the Duffet Powers Police Force area. This included 1,500 violent crime, 70 reports of sex offences and 23% of domestic abuse cases, which remain unreported. This representing 12% of the total crime for the area.